Next on BYU Sports Nation, the football team returns a lot of on the offensive side of the ball. How confident are you in their success this season? Colton Shaver joins us in studio after a monster week of home runs. Oh, yeah, and wins. Plus, which two Cougars are in the latest NFL.com mock draft? Let's get it. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan. BYU Sports Nation is live, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Monday, April 27th, Jerem Jordan, Brian Logan in the house. Brian, what's up, man? I haven't been up here with you in a long time. I know, man. I, I feel so good and blessed that you are in my circumference right now. Uh, I am happy to be a part of uh, this beautiful Monday morning uh, because I have you. No offense to Spencer, but uh, I love, <laughs> I'm just saying I love you and I missed you. That's all. It's been good. It's been good, and uh, it's good to be here. I had a fun weekend. I don't know about everybody else. Um, went down to L.A. Yeah, it, it looked like I Spencer lost his voice, and then I was like, see ya. Um, Yes. Uh, (laughs) Fact. Yes. So I went to Los Angeles just to hang out for the weekend, see the men's volleyball team play, all that. So Friday was a fun day. Friday was a good day because I went to Sports Nation uh, and the sister show of this one, we'd like to say. Michael Bodmer, who used to work here, former BYU student, he's an uh, associate producer on that show. So occasionally I'll go hang out. So Ice Cube was on the show. So I hung out. Sort of. With Ice Cube, with Ice Cube on Sports Nation. You could say you and Ice Cube are homies now. You could say that. You he doesn't say- know my name, but I know him. It's all, it's all right, though. I mean, sometimes people associate friends by faces, so you don't really have to, you know, know the name. Yes. You just, like, oh, yeah, I, that one dude I saw on that Friday. Like, what's up, homie? Like Fort Minor said, 100% reason to remember <laughs> the name. I've quoted two rap songs in the first hey, I was, one uh, minute of the show. I was kind of jealous when I saw you on, you know, your pictures on Instagram. I took with, a weird with, with selfie, Debo. like one of those. Yeah, with Debo from the movie Friday. With, with Felicia Debo. was there, too. So I took one of those awkward selfies with, like, Ice Cube in the back. I was like, <laughs> And I, I looked so weird. <laughs> so so my, my set present, I should have got a magnet from L.A., but I didn't, was, uh, was this. I, I won it during the break. They had a trivia question. They said, Hey, they said, hey, uh, what year was ESPN created? And I said, 79? And they said, you win. I was like, all right, sweet. So we'll add this to the set. Nice. We've got something from Bristol and L.A. now. So Sports Nation. L- later I'll be told, hey, um, can we remove that from the set? But yep. whatever. Yep. yep, It's on there right it, now. It will be. Hey, the conversation's live 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and be a part of BYU Sports Nation. You want to read the Twitter question? Um, no. Okay, I'll read it. In which BYU football <laughs> offensive position group are you the most confident? This comes on the heels of uh, Friday's public or Thursday night's publication of the post-spring depth chart. Friday we talked about defense. Today we talk about offense. First tweet coming in at I'm a Swifter 84. Receivers. Mitch is the elitist in the country. Hashtag go Mitch match. You know how I feel about the word elite, but... Mitch Matthews is legit. We'll weigh in on this in a moment. Yep. Yes, we will. We will. I, you know, it was interesting to hear that word thrown around this morning. I never heard that before this morning. What, so. Mitch Match or Elite? Uh, nope, Elite. Elite. You hadn't elite. heard the Elite conversation I heard that we the had? Elite. I have not oh, heard boy. the Elite conversations, man. So oh, I, uh, you know, Spencer, uh, yep, I am judging you. <laughs> Speaking of, the Spencer Linton weighs in this morning, taking some days off this week. He deserves it. He said, offense taken, Brian Logan. B-O-B, eh? B-O-B, Band of Brothers, eh? Pfft. Also, my voice is much better just in time for Jerem Jordan to return. Hashtag conspiracy. Well, I, 
I, I'm not saying that I'd like <laughs> – I never said the words I'd like to host with Jerem over you, Spencer. Yeah. That's your own insecurities, man. You got to pray for those things. I'm just saying that I miss <laughs> Jerem. I'm just saying I miss Jerem because we haven't had, you know, an opportunity in a long time. That's all. Don't take offense, my brother. Listen, you still my brother. Listen, everyone's going to love the pending commercial that's coming out with Brian Logan. We talked about it last week. You're part of this crew, man. You are a part of this crew. Yeah, Spencer. Don't feel, and don't, so is you know, Michael Lisa. Don't worry about it, Spencer. Everybody's a part, you know. Here are your BYU Sports Nation headlines. Continue to use the hashtag BYUSN way in on that conversation. Here's what we're talking about. How about baseball? Man, they took down the WCC leader San Francisco in all three games, two in walk-off fashion. We will talk to Colton Shaver coming up. What a week for them. Nice. Uh, men's volleyball lost in five to Ooh. USC in the MP. Uh, SF quarterfinals, season over, sad. Ben Patch uh, returns next season for the Cougars. I however. talked to Ben. He's training in uh, Southern California, getting at it. He's doing well. He looks great. He looks great. NFL draft news, NFL.com's latest mock draft has two Cougars going in it. In the fifth round, Alani Fua. Alani! And in the seventh round, Jordan Leslie. Well nice. then, coming nice. up, we'll talk a little bit about could BYU actually have two Cougars drafted this year? Let's just get one. Well, well, I'll take one. Let's just get one. Uh, softball uh, beat San Diego in all three games. Uh, McKenna got her 30th win of the year in a one-hitter. Woo. She now has the most wins in the country. McKenna Bull is quite the pitcher. Bowling. Congratulations to her. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Listen up, y'all. The BYU football post-spring depth chart is out. We talked about defense Friday. Let's talk about the offense. Now, it's interesting to me that BYU has released this with the following information, that uh, you have some wars like you talked about on defense on Friday. But BYU lists 13 positions. There are only 11 players on the field, people. (laughs) 13 positions. They include fullback. They include tight end as well, which are not pass catchers. Those are more blockers uh, kind of in an H-back kind of position. Yep. Four receivers, the 5-0 line, of course, and then your standard QB and running back. So today we break down the offensive side of the football. In general, when you look at this group, I'm very excited about what they bring back because, of course, you have Taysom Hill. Hopefully Jamal Williams can get healthy in time. All indications are that he will be healthy out of spring. Some talented receivers, including an almost elite Mitch Matthews and a bunch of guys on the O-line that have great experience. It's an exciting time yeah. going into 2015 for offense, Brian. This, this is huge. I mean, we, we talked about this on Friday a little bit. Is Man, you look on the offensive side of the ball and you look on the defensive side of the ball, uh, and you, you kind of get two different feelings, right? Mm-hmm. Offense, you're so excited, and you're like, oh, man, this is a great group coming back. And the defense, you're like, huh, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, come on, Bronco. You, you, you can do it, Bronco. So That's you know, the one we, saving grace for the defense. That, that is. Yep, and that's what we talked about Friday is that, that having Bronco over the defense – uh, gives them that chance and that opportunity. But looking back at the offense, I really do not have too many question marks um, at all when you look at their roster. For the skill positions, you look at running backs, uh, pretty solid there. You know, we, we hope that Jamal has a, um, a a pretty speedy recovery. We know he's ahead of schedule now. Uh, but then you look at the receivers as well. You know, a lot of those guys are coming back with experience. And same thing with the offensive line. But something that excites you really is is really the recruits that they went out and got um, this past offseason, all the high school guys that they're really, really high on. And this depth chart does not uh, include any of those guys. Nope, it, it doesn't at all. And so 
Um, you know, Coach Sujay said that he felt strongly about this new class coming in, that a lot of those guys could come in and compete for a spot right away. We probably know that's not going to happen, but the whole goal was to get – Yeah, you, you, need, you need backups. And so – Maybe um, someone's a Tijan Karoma. Who knows? Yeah, who, he started every game as a freshman. Who knows? And I think a lot of that has to do with, with Coach Sujay as well, you know, being able to find the talent but then being able to coach that talent accordingly. So let's attack the Twitter question right away. In which BYU football offensive position group – are you most confident? Quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, that includes tight ends, and offensive line. What do you think? The kicker. No, I was <laughs> What's <laughs> not on offense? The kicker. No, he's actually considered defense. Uh, quarterback. Quarterback QB. And only because my man, my brother from another, not Spencer Lintion, uh, but Taysom Hill. That's the main reason why that uh, I am choosing that group. Uh, you have the best player and the entire nation, hands down, are one of the best players in the entire nation. Whoa, now you're qualifying uh, the, most, the most athletic player uh, on this campus is, is at that quarterback Amen. position. Amen. I'm, I'm preaching, man. I'm yeah. preaching. You know, I went to church yesterday, so. I'm, you always I'm, do. I'm keeping it rolling. You always do. Okay, I, quarterback really pops for me, too. Tanner Mangum needs to be a stud because just in case, we've seen it two seasons with Taysom Hill. And Taysom last year just got those – Four games in, part of that fifth. So hopefully he can stay healthy. That's, that's one of the keys of the whole season, of course. But, the, but you know what? The, the, the reason why I, I am not too much concerned about that, if, if I was concerned about You're uh, concerned his injury, about that? No, no. Look, listen, look if, I was too, if I was really concerned about his injury, I don't know how confident I would be in picking this group. Maybe mm. it would, To me, it would be maybe running backs, uh, maybe receivers. But uh, I think Taysom has really learned his lesson. The last few years, we always talked about injuries, injuries, protect yourself, protect yourself. I think now, I think he gets it. I think the coaches get it. And you heard this whole offseason that there's such a, a strong emphasis on, uh, on, on protecting Taysom. And how do you do that? You know, lean a little bit more on your running game. Taysom you know? has to protect Taysom. I, that, yeah. that, that is the key. I think BYU is doing a nice job protecting him. I, I think he thinks this, Brian. I think he thinks that was a fluke. Both were flukes. It's not going to happen again. And that's what I'm afraid of a little bit, is that he plays with the same reckless abandon, which mm. is actually a fun style, awesome, aggressive style, and that got him 1,300 rushing yards in 2013. Yeah. No, no, but I, but it's, it's just risky. See, I think, I think it's the, the other way. the whole team. I think, see, I, think, I think that's why it's the other way around. I think the first time he said it's a fluke, but this time – uh, I, I think he. I think. I think it slaps him in the face, and he wakes up, and he says, "Okay, now I know how vital I am to this team because I went four and zero last year, and then once I got hurt, you kind of saw the team disintegrating, right? Lost and yeah, you, you 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 saw that happen. So I think he really understands this time. Plus, you have the coaching staff saying, "Well, yeah, let's call a little bit more. Let's call more plays to relieve some of that pressure by giving it to the to the offense or, or giving it to the, the the running backs." But then you bring up another point too. Uh, Tanner Magnum, uh, and, and I think he's got to be ready. I, he's, I, I think he's going to be ready. He'll have three uh, months to get ready for Nebraska. When you look, at, it's hard to judge somebody that hasn't played a snap of D1 football. It's really hard to do that. All we can really go off is, is, is his, uh, his, his high school stats, but he almost threw for 4,000 yards his senior year. I'm going to assume uh, that every BYU quarterback comes in with these kind of numbers, by the way. No, no, you're right. You know what I mean? Because yeah, Jake Heaps had that same numbers. Yep, uh-huh. Uh, or similar numbers. Co-MVP. Ben Olsen. 
co-MVP of the uh, Elite 11 camp in 2011 with, with, J- with Jameis. Jameis. With crab legs. Jameis, put some <laughs> butter on my crabs. Uh, <laughs> who is, you know, potentially going to be probably going to be the number one, the pick, number one pick. So I think I think when you when you at least hear that, uh, oh, that gives ev- you that confidence. Everyone's right? sky high in Tanner Mangum. Let's see if he can ball. He gets home in June. Okay, my pick. To this question, which if you miss it, in which BYU football offensive position group are you the most confident? You weigh in using hashtag BYUSN. I'm going to go with receivers. And the reason is, is because as a group, all of them. They're elite. I, <laughs> no. I like <laughs> the group a lot. Mitch Matthews is a very, very good receiver. Could become elite if he puts up those kind of numbers this fall. His backup's Kurt Hand- Henderson. You hope he's a Skylar Ridley type, sure-handed possession receiver. Devon Blackman. Showed uh, had a nice showing against Cal. Need more of that. Yep. Nick Kurtz is a guy who in in the fall, like Christian Stewart, and we said it when Taysom got hurt. Christian Stewart was really good in practice, and that's all we can tell you because he hasn't played. Nick Kurtz is that way where he could become a very good receiver. Taron Houck, Colby Pearson, those guys, uh, decent numbers, not thousand yard kind of guys, but couple hundred yards, couple uh, touchdowns. Pearson. Was a nice had a nice sophomore year before being injured. Mitch Jurgens had two catches of fifty plus for touchdowns. One against Virginia, one against Memphis, and then hopefully Trey Die develops at yeah, tight Trey. end. Who knows, man? Richards and Baldry were on the defensive side of the ball. Return missionary for Richards. Baldry was a, a D lineman that didn't play last year. They got a lot of pub in the. Uh, spring because of the way they blocked, brought a defensive mentality See, I, I say, to the offense. That, I mean, like you said earlier, uh, that position is really used more as an H back and more as a, a person that's going to block. Rather yes, than, they're than not pass routes. catchers, but maybe deceptively every now and then on a third down situation they go out. You could do an old school like, pop Warner, you know, fake a handoff to the fake dive, you know, over the touch, little touch pass, yes, you know, a little yes. Tebow or something. So like I that, like maybe. the receivers. I, it, so that's my pick. The O-line, I can see an argument for any position group here, by the way. Yeah. The O-line returns a lot of guys that have played. These are guys that you know if you're paying attention to the trenches. Riker Matthews started his enti- the entire freshman year for him. He's now a senior. Yeah. At left tackle, he's back. Kyle Johnson started a ton all last year. Tijon Karoma started it. Only freshman to start every game on the O-line at center in America. Tony Kanuch, Ului Lapuaho. So you bring back guys that know what they're doing to, and hopefully can get after them. To, to me, I think my second group, I think receivers would, would definitely be there. It's a good argument for the receivers. I really love how you know they were in sync with, with, with Taysom, right? But then as soon as Christian uh, stepped in, uh, I feel like they really didn't didn't miss a beat. You know, I think maybe yes. they even elevated their game. So that's a good sign of a receiver that it doesn't matter who the quarterback is, if he's left-handed or right-handed, you know, I'm going to be able to catch the ball, whatever the case is. For me, it's, it's, it's running backs um, would be my second choice. Uh, I think even uh, uh, 80% Jamal Williams is still going to be better than yes. most, most other running backs in the nation. Yes. Uh, so regardless of him coming back or not. You only lose CK. You bring back... Uh, Hine, you bring back Algernon Brown, you bring back Nate Carter. Nate Carter. Who's a guy that I, I, might need to see the field more? Nate Carter needs to be on the field because, uh, you know, short, pe- short people, you know, they really. They got no reason. Short, what? Short, to not short, be on the field. Short lives matter, you know. <laughs> short, li- short athletes matter. But when you look at, uh, you know, Paul Lasica, that's a huge that's a huge loss, right? But Algy Brown, I, I don't think is I that think much Al- far behind him. Yeah, I think he could develop into what Lasica did last year. Absolutely. What do you think? In which BYU football offensive position group are you the most confident? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Family Budge, receivers! If Taysom Hill can get the ball in the general area, Mitch Matthews will catch them all. 
Hashtag bomb squad. By the way, in spring, the very last cheer for the receivers before they ended, bomb squad. I was like, oh, it's still a thing. I didn't realize bomb squ- that. Man, what's, what's up with this? Everybody's picking the receivers. The they love Spencer, it. Spencer in the elite, <laughs> elite <laughs> academy. At why not BYU? Receivers, Mitch Match and crew will have elite type, perform- nice, type performances <laughs> this year because Taysom Hill will most likely throw more. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll I, see how elite I, I in early September, Brian. Yep, I can see that point. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. One thirty-one. It's chipping away. We are one thirty-one. I mean, I mean, it's April, but we got a shot. You know, like with uh, with Christmas, how you want to go to sleep early Christmas yes, Eve. Yes. Just, I wish you could. Do, we can do that for like, hyper sleep or something. <laughs> yes, couple yes. months. Yes, that'd be amazing. Coming up, all he does is hit home runs. No, seriously. Colton Shaver of the Blue Hot BYU baseball team tells us about his monster week next on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products, simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. Join us using the hashtag BYUSN. Coming up tomorrow, Brian Logan won't miss it. You won't either. Softball versus Weber State. This is a game that was rescheduled uh, because of weather. 7.30 Eastern tomorrow on BYU TV. Brian and I have weighed in. We want to hear what you have to say. In which BYU football offensive position group are you most confident Use the hashtag BYUSN on Twitter. At COT underscore BYU football says, specific player is Taysom. Group is running backs. Mm. Interesting. I think they have a good group there uh, this season. Yeah, you just lose Paul CK, you return everybody else return back. Everybody else. Hopefully Jamal Williams is healthy. A guy that certainly showed he is healthy is Colton Shaver, freshman on the BYU baseball team. Colton, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Uh, how fun was last week? Four wins, one against Utah, three against San Francisco, and you had, what, a home run for each game, essentially four home runs. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was, we just battled out and had a blast doing it. Did it when did you realize, I'm in the zone this week? Um, I think I really realized it after the Utah game. I was like, so I feel good. I'm happy. I'm having fun. This is going to be a good week. Do you, so when you're in the zone, uh, do you just expect to hit a home run every single time? You just go up there and just point, point at the, you know, <laughs> and say, Babe Ruth, I'm, this is going, this is going over right now. No, I, <clears throat> I feel like just the ball's coming in slower, and that I have a good chance of hitting this ball hard right here, and then the home runs just come when you hit it hard. Hi, yes. are, are are you trying to hit a home run a lot of the time, or? Uh, are you a line drive hitter? You know, what's your approach to the play? Um, my approach is just hit the ball hard, and then if it goes out, it goes out. And it did a couple times this week. When do you know uh, if a ball's going out or not? You can feel it off your bat. It's kind of mm-hmm. just you just know. Isn't it, don't you hear a sound too? Yeah, like just there's like a certain like pop, like a sweet sound that you hear, and you just know, right? Just music to mm-hmm. your ears. It, it's definitely different from when you don't hit it. You can tell the difference between when you hit it perfectly and when it's not hit well. So, so take us through a, a moment when you're, you're, you know, you swing the bat, you you feel it coming off, you hear that sweet pop sound, and you know it's gone. What's your first couple steps like when you're when you're trying to run the bases? Um, when I feel that ball come off my bat and I know it's gone, I like to kind of take a peek where it's going, and then afterwards I just look at the outfielder. I like to see what their reaction is. A couple <laughs> of, tell you. It's funny. A couple of the outfielders have some funny reactions. Nice. So, do, you, what, do you like to take your time, or do you like to just sprint around? Um, I like to take just a medium jog. Maybe gloat a little bit. Do you ever like <laughs> run past a, a, like the first baseman and go, 
<laughs> they kind of laugh at him. That, that's um, against the rules of baseball, the unwritten rules. You oh, can't do that. Oh, if he wants to get bean the next time, right? Exactly, yeah. Uh-huh. But I laugh a little bit on the inside. <laughs> uh, what's the best reaction you've had from an outfielder looking up at a, a home run ball? Um, there's a couple where they'll take a couple steps, and then they'll just stop and, let, and just watch it fly. So that's always a good one is when they just stop after two steps. And they just give up. And they right? just give up. It's like, oh, my, you know, this is, this is over. So uh, I, I see you have some, some wings here uh, uh, on, your, on, your, on your shirt. Is that just because you're, you're swinging away? Did you fly away? southwest and they gave you some recently or something? Yeah, they, they just gave us some. She was a nice lady. <laughs> oh, I thought it was maybe like a nickname or something, you know, like, b- like bombs away. Yeah. Them what, or yeah, what's up with the wings? Well, she just walks by on one of our trips and gave us some wings, and I felt like a little kid again, so I wanted to keep it. <laughs> no, I was kidding. You're for real. That's what I'm for real. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Colton, nice. Colton Shaver, freshman on the BYU baseball team, is uh, with us. He has 10 home runs this year, which brings us to the stat of the day. <clears throat> it's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 10. Colton Shaver's 10 home runs are the most by a freshman in the last 10 seasons at BYU. Sean McNaughton, my homeboy, hit 12. As a freshman in 2005, uh, what what is this meant to you this year to be kind of that power hitter that maybe BYU was missing last year a little bit? Um, I feel like it's what they wanted me to come in and do. Just hard work pays off is kind of how it feels to me. Uh, I've been working hard and it's starting to show off. Did you have a goal for the number that you wanted to put up this year personally? Uh, personally, my goal is to bat over 300. So it kind of makes me more of a diverse hitter. Mm-hmm. And the home runs just come when that happens if you're a power hitter. Do you know what you're at right now? I think I'm around 309 or something like that. So I'm above 300 right now. You're at, let's see, where where are you? 308. 308. 308. Nice. So you're right there. Nicely done. Let's talk about the wins specifically last year and then kind of look ahead to this week. But the game against Utah. College baseball non-conference games are interesting on a Tuesday because then you'll have your conference games Thursday, Friday, mm-hmm. Saturday. So you don't throw your ace per se. You know, you, you try and play well, but it's Utah, so you want to win that. What was that game like for you guys? It's a big game because it's an in-state rival. Um, you know, there's a lot of fans around the state that want us to win. There's a lot of fans that want Utah to win. So it's, it's definitely a big game to win, even though it's on a Tuesday. With the conference play coming up, it's still very important. And and it was big the way you won, too. Can you describe? I guess you had three wins like that. Late inning, two were walk off against San Francisco, mm-hmm. but put up the uh, winning run in the eighth against Utah. It's a it was fun because those are the t- those are the moments you live for. That's where baseball you just know is the best game in the world because it's close. Anything could happen. Anybody can go. Like anybody can have an amazing play that will win the game, and to be or to win three games that way. It just makes everything worth it. Best sport, best game in the world. I do I love think, baseball. He, I think he just challenged me right there. <laughs> I, I, I play, you just said that to a former BYU football player. I, I was like, oh, you, know, you know, I play football, right? <laughs> they tell you that. <laughs> so you know, I, I remember playing those games, the rivalry games with with Utah, and uh, you know, you guys got UVU coming up. Is, is that a? You guys consider that a rivalry? I consider it a rivalry too, because it's a lot of kids, especially. There's Mark Kruger the outfielder for UVU, we went to the same high school together. Okay. So it's always fun just playing kids that you know. So it's a little bit more, more personal to, for, for you, given that. But with, 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 with Utah and, and UVU, I mean, and you could even include Utah State, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Weber State. Uh, there's something that holds just more weight with, with Utah and BYU. Uh, when it comes to, to, to UVU, 
is there a bigger emphasis with coaches or the same emphasis as Utah with coaches or your other players saying, hey, it's, you know, this is UVU. We got to we got to go. We got to go. Just like Utah. It, we feel that way. We're like, hey, this is an in-state game. We got to go out and just ball out, play our hardest and come out on top. See, I told, I told you, Jeremy. I told you. It's big. Told yeah, you, it's still you. big. And it's uh, a big game tomorrow. You can listen to that on BYU Radio coming up, BYU and UVU uh, tomorrow. The San Francisco series was an important one. They're the WCC leader. And then you guys take three. How did you do it? I think the Utah game really helped because we went out, played relaxed. We were down a little bit. They had a couple big hits. And we were just like, we just had that feeling like, okay, they're up, but it's not going to affect us. We're going to come back right here and battle out. I feel like that's what we did against San Fran as well. Now you have a, a big week coming up. You play the seven, eight, nine um, teams in the WCC. Now you've kind of been front loaded. How confident are you guys that you'll make the WCC four-team tournament? Um, I feel like we're playing really well right now, but we know that these next three series, they're they've been playing well as two. Uh, they've beat some big teams. They've played well. They've battled with everybody. So we know it's not going to be an easy road, but. I feel like we're playing well right now. Is the is the I would assume the first goal for you guys on the season is to make the WCC tournament and then mm-hmm. NCAA tournament. Yes, is that correct? So what what will be maybe different about this year than the past couple of years in terms of uh, what you guys think you can do? Uh, I feel like this year especially because I wasn't here the past couple of years, so I don't know how the feeling is. But I know this year is more. Everyone feels more confident. We all have we have really good team chemistry. We all believe in one another, and we know that we can get the job done if we all put our heads to it. Colton Shaver of the BYU baseball team is on BYU Sports Nation. You're listed as a catcher. Have you played catcher at all this year or DH? Mm, just DH this year. Have you played in the field at all? I played a little bit at first base. Yeah, a little few bit games. of games. So how's practice? Should we change that on BYUcougars.com? That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> Should we list you as the DH? I hope, hopefully I get in some defense next year, but yeah. I'm just doing whatever I can to help out the team. So, so how's practice like for you with uh, being a DH? I mean, do you just hit balls or do you just, you know, <laughs> you practice at all? You kind of remind me. Do you me, practice you at kinda, all? You kind of remind <laughs> you just me. Ask him that? Like in the field. Like do you, you practice in the field or are you just like doing batting drills all day? You kind of just remind me of a kicker. You know, you come in for that one. <laughs> you play. did not just say that a to The Shaver. only reason why I said that is because you said the baseball. I comment. love you, but I had, to, I had to throw a shot right back at you. So we're even now. Zero. It's, just, it's one one. It's even. It's even. There were 19 questions in that. So go ahead. <laughs> if, if anything, I'll, I'm a punter, but <laughs> <laughs> defense. <laughs> BYU um, needs one. Are you the next punter? So, um, so what is practice like for you? I do practice a lot. I practice catcher and first. I kind of just go in between. And then when we do our BP at the end, our batting practice, we just hit our normal groups, and I just hit my group. Okay. So I go both catcher and first. Who do you pattern your game after in the majors? Um, in the majors, I try to – not his attitude, but I like how Manny Ramirez, when he was in his prime, how he swung. And that's kind of how I modeled my swing. Um I try to play like Bryce Harper with how emotional and how much fun he has, mm-hmm. how hard he plays. Nice. But I try to model my swing after Manny Ramirez, I would say. What are your plans after this season? After this season, I'm planning on going to Washington, D.C. to play summer ball and just to get better for next year. Awesome. All right, any mission plans in the mix, or do you plan on playing at BYU? Just plan on playing at BYU. Okay, awesome. Uh, Colton Shaver is with us on BYU Sports Nation. This week, a uh, couple of big games as we talk about UVU, and then I believe it's at Pacific, mm-hmm. right? Uh, what will it take to get a couple of wins this week? This week is just the same as last week. Just go out and have fun and play hard. Just walk-offs, huh? 
Walk-offs. <laughs> couple walk-offs. You go ahead and uh, you could think about me, you know, my face, you know, when the ball is coming. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you. I'm a that kicker. Guy. That guy in football, my goodness. That one short well, Colton, dude. Colton, we, uh, you've had a great week, but we're going to give you the BYU Sports Nation karma. This is a real thing. Helps people out. I, uh, what are we doing here? We're touching. Get, we're okay, that, hands. That's good. I'm hands. good, man. I'm good. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't like when we hold hands. I try to tell him it's a physical touch. You know, mm-hmm. you got to pass yeah. it through. Yeah. And he doesn't really like that. So that you, makes sense, though. It's right? that chi energy. Yeah, see? There yeah. you go. Okay. There it is. If right Colton's there. on board, I'm on board. See? There we go. <laughs> hey, best of luck against UVU tomorrow Thank you. on App Pacific. Thank you. Colton Shaver in the house, everybody. He's crushing it. The Twitter question today, in which BYU football offense position group are you the most confident? Keep using the hashtag BYUSN. Coming up, which two Cougars are the latest NFL.com mock draft picks? And we play What's the Chance on BYU Sports Nation. What do you think, Brian? What's the chance that I'm the host? BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by the Cougar Club, supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club! Jeremy Bryan and Radio Vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Don't forget, download the commercial-free podcast on iTunes, where you can stream the show on BYUSportsNation.com. We just talked to Colton Shaver, BYU's big home run hitter, 10 so far this year, looking for a few more tomorrow as the baseball team takes on Utah Valley, 8 Eastern. You can listen to that tomorrow on BYU Radio. The baseball team had a huge week as we revisit our headlines. Uh, BYU took down Utah Tuesday, then San Francisco, the league-leading Don team, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Huge wins for BYU. Now still in fifth place looking uh, out there on the outside of uh, the four teams there, but right in the mix as they try and make that four-team WCC tournament. I think it's. Um, I think they're there, man. It's, we talk about this with, with all different sports. Um, but especially with sports that actually have a, a tournament to get into um, and, and just playing with momentum, right? And, and you, you heard Colton uh, and, and what he was saying with how uh, the team feels confident, they're playing together, they believe in each other. And that's the type of talk that you want to hear from a team that is just right outside that just needs to make it or entering, even entering into a tournament because it leads to bigger things, more opportunity, more play. So. You want to peak late. And they have a favorable schedule, like I mentioned, playing 7, 8, and 9 in the WCC. A couple non-conference games mixed in there. Uh, like Utah Valley. Right, that's right. Uh, men's volleyball lost in five to USC Boo. in the MPSF quarterfinals. Uh, season is now over. Oh. Yeah, bummer. But, so sad. And th- this was supposed to be a down year for BYU men's volleyball. They last, lost the national player of the year, for goodness sake. Yeah. But it wasn't a down year at all. They had a pretty good season. Uh, unfortunately, couldn't make it through the quarterfinal. But Next year, BYU loses three seniors, uh, Reyes, Rivera, and Fuchs, but they bring back Ben Patch, uh, first-team All-American from two years ago. He's training with Team USA. He's going to be even better. And then Tim Dobbert, hopefully, will get healthy. BYU's got a loaded roster So what, what's your, what are your projections? Your they'll contend for the national title. I think okay. they'll get to the NCAA tournament next year, and then we'll see what happens. Nice. Yeah. Coming up in What's the Chance, we'll... Maybe address that. I can't chance? remember if that's in there or not. I, I, yeah, I tried throwing one, last one in during commercial. What's the chance that Brian Logan will be the uh, official host of and we, BYU Sports? And we couldn't, we didn't have time <laughs> to answer the question. Hey, softball beat San Diego in three, all three games. That was a good win, too. Uh, the Cougars all but locking up the WCC title. McKenna Bull got her 30th win of the season. That leads nice. the nation now. And she threw a one-hitter. Threw the no-hitter in the seventh, unfortunately. No, seventh. Oh, no. It's It's just like, oh, that close. close. But she's playing really well. Cougar softball uh, 
continues this season as well. They got a couple games how does up it, this week. How does it feel, man, to to lead the nation just in anything? In anything. Just well, anything. you don't want to lead the nation in like caught uh, stealing or like, something. Or like pass interference. <laughs> is, I think that's <laughs> happening. Did you lead the country? <laughs> I so. Something like hey, that. Coming up, Definitely by the, the way, conference. In, in five minutes, Blaine Fowler will join us. We'll get his take on uh, which position group he has the most confidence in right now. Uh, NFL draft news. NFL.com's latest mock draft has Alani, feed Alani, going in the fifth round and Jordan Leslie in the seventh round. That's that good. Is- okay. These are just mock drafts, I know. But this weekend is the NFL draft. And if BYU gets a dude drafted, that's good. Because there are some years where it's a barren cupboard and that Indian in the cupboard is just hanging out there all by himself. BYU needs draft picks, Brian. And when there's two in a mock draft, I think that's a positive sign. It's, it is a huge sign. I mean, really what it does is just recruiting, man. At the end of the day, we can talk about P5 this and all that stuff, right? Um, but I think, I think recruiting really, really has the biggest impact because it allows you to compete at the highest level possible. And at the end of the day, I don't care. Well, all right. This may be a little bit different for, for BYU kids. A little bit different. But the majority of kids uh, that, that want to play college football, they want to play in the NFL. They, they have the aspiration. They, they, as, Coming you, into college. What do you want to be when you grow up? I, I'm going to be in the NFL. I don't but you I want to send emails you, and type on my computer no, all day. Yeah, no, nobody, nobody says that. Well, well, uh, little Johnny, you have to get your degree. Look, check this. Check this out, Mr. Teacher. Uh, if I'm making <laughs> millions and billions of dollars in the NFL scoring touchdowns, I'm not going to need my degree. That's just a mindset. I'm just saying. That's just a mindset. And so as a, as a recruit, uh, if Coach Mendenhall is sitting down in my living room with my, my mother and my father and says, I sent X amount of guys, and specifically in your position, to the NFL over the last 10 years, psh, what do I sign, Coach? And that's, that's something that uh, would be good in BYU's favor, especially, say, in the secondary. Um, yeah. BYU sends linebackers, sends D linemen, sends uh, O linemen. Not recently, but sends O linemen to, to the league. Yeah, it's been tougher on the skill positions uh, of late for BYU. So it'd be nice if Jordan Leslie got drafted. Yeah. Jordan Leslie is going to be a free agent at a minimum. Yeah, Alani yeah. Fua, Paula Sike, Devin Mahina. Hopefully, DeAndre Wesley. These guys will probably be free agents. But yeah. draft picks matter. These it are matters. this is something you can post. In your office, in uh, your recruiting, in what, in your media guide, whatever this matters, and let's help. Let's help BYU gets one. Yep, two would be awesome. One would be good enough plus for it, sure. Plus, it matters for the coaches when that draft pick gets a signing bonus, they can give back <laughs> to the program. <laughs> hey, uh, can you yeah. donate to our weight hey, room? Hey, so uh, we got you drafted. You know that, right? <laughs> you know I put a good word in for you. That four three that you ran, that didn't do anything. With the generous support of the Cougar Club, BYU's 623 student-athletes, like the former Jordan Leslie, are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. Be willing to help them succeed with your donation. Learn more at CougarClub.com. And welcome to the club. In which BYU football offensive position group are you most confident? We'll ask Uncle B. Blaine Fowler coming up next. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Tomorrow night, 7.30 Eastern on BYU TV, catch softball versus Weber State. In which BYU football offensive position group are you the most confident? Keep using the hashtag BYUSN. At Justin D. Sweeney, a regular member of BYU Sports Nation. O-line, tons of starts for the first team. Going to open holes for Jay Swag Daddy and give Taysom Hill time to throw. Mm. 
It's it. You can always argue. It starts in the trenches. You can, yeah. At the Every, at the, at the end of argue. the day, it's you can always say you can always rely on the offensive line or the defensive line because that's really really where it starts. At Big Blue A, the receivers with Elite Matthews. I love this that's the thing. <laughs> and now Blackman and Kurtz and the others. Uh, the other others we have are deep. Taysom will throw more this year. Who knows with that last part? But yeah, I do like the <laughs> I do like the receivers. I think Taysom is Taysom. And he's going to run a lot still, but it's nice to have good receivers. I think he learned. You. I think he learned it his lesson, man. He learned it. I, learned, I always make up new words with you. A guy that helps us learn learn it stuff <laughs> is Blaine Fowler, <laughs> Uncle B. What up? What's up, guys? How's I miss going? you guys so bad. I, miss- I need to just. I need to come down there and just be in the studio with you, so people can cl- you know quit counting the beeps on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is a real thing. That is a real thing. At, Okay, we're we're typically when the beep happens, we're typically on TV showing a full screen graphic of you and your nice hair. We count out loud, like we like put fingers in the air, ever to indicate and keep track of it. This is a yeah. Real so thing. what what is it? What does it do? I don't know how it happens. I don't know either. Yeah. So uh, so when you, when you don't pay your cell phone bill, Uncle, you know, on time, <laughs> you know, they tap in. We don't, and, we don't and, want to pub any cell phone <laughs> company. <laughs> But but my cell phone company is the biggest cell phone company. We'll just say that. Oh, wow. Verizon. Okay, and cool. So who knows what's going on? Who knows? Today's Twitter question is this, Blaine. Uh, in which BYU football offensive position group are you the most confident? We just had the post-spring depth chart. We've been looking at it. What do you think? Well, I, I like to look at depth and not just the starters. Because obviously the starting quarterback is really, really good. But I, I would go with the wide receiver group. Mm. Because I... I, I can go seven or eight people deep and have confidence in that seventh or eighth person, and that's big time for me because of the way injuries happen and, and all of that, that's the group I'm most confident in right now, that they will produce on a consistent basis regardless of injuries for an entire season. I, I really like that group. And, and, I mean, you think about it. Get down to the guys that people aren't even talking about, like the Kurt Hendersons and the Colby Pearsons and – I like those guys. I, I think that they're solid, solid football players and can produce. And we haven't talked much about Trey Dye playing out of the slot, Mitch Jurgens, Taryn Houck, and I haven't even mentioned Nick Kurtz or or uh, the elite Mitch Matthews yet. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, Uncle B, that's going to be my next question. We, we, we've been talking about this word elite uh, so often. And this was the first time that I heard about it this morning, so forgive me if you guys had this conversation earlier, but uh, uh, did, did, <laughs> do you think that this group can be elite? Well, I think, I think there's some talent there. So, so Blackman brings them some speed that they've never had there. So if we're talking elite, we're talking like, hey, is this the top 3% of players in the country kind of a thing. Yep. Yeah, against and, the country. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so so he has the kind of speed that the top players in the country have. So so Blackman brings them that component that they haven't had very often. We need to see that more, Blaine. We did not yeah. see oh, him absolutely. vertically hardly at all. in the field. Absolutely. And, uh, and so Mitch Matthews, we, we call him elite because his athleticism at his size is very, very unique. Like you could compare him – with receivers at Ohio State or at USC, a guy that's, that's that big um, at 6'6", that can run with the kind of speed he has and that kind of vertical jump and athleticism, he's, he's very, very unique. And so when we, you, know, you can interchange that, elite and unique. He's a unique talent. And the thing that I think puts him 
into that elite category now is as we watched him in spring ball, he's really paid attention to those little things that get a receiver open, just a lean here, putting his hand in the right place there, running perfect routes. So you combine that with a guy that has a very unique set of skills athletically, and now you make him a guy that pays attention to the little things, now he be, that's why we're calling him elite Mitch Matthews because he has a chance to be one of those guys that gets drafted. I heard you guys talking about that earlier as a wide receiver out of BYU, which hasn't happened very often. He's like Liam Neeson. He has a unique set of skills. Blaine Fowler, yeah. Uncle B, with zero beeps, joins us on BYU Sports Nation so far. We're, we're clean. No hitter so far. Uh, uh, you guys have to tell me when it beeps because then we've got to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> let you know. Let's, you know. let's talk quarterbacks. My pick was receivers uh, for this. Brian picked quarterback. So obviously Taysom Hill, everyone knows how dynamic he can be. Maybe the most athletic BYU quarterback ever, and you played with uh, some of the best. In fact, let's go there. How, how does he compare to the guys you played with, which were the best in BYU history? Well, he's, he's, most, like, he's most like Steve Young athletically. Um, but he's bigger and stronger than Steve Young. Now, I'm not going to say he's faster. People talk about mm. his crazy speed. But Steve Young, like in a 40, I'll put Steve Young with Taysom Hill in a 40. That'd be fun to watch. There, were, there was a time when Steve Young, when he had left the Bucks and went, went to San Francisco, when they were in their, their uh, um, minicamp period. And if I remember, he was the second or third fastest player on the Niners when they timed these guys. Wow. So that, that includes guys like Eric Wright and Merton Hanks. And, you know, he, he, we're talking about some of the fastest guys in the NFL. Steve, so Steve Young, from a flat-out 40 perspective, I'll put him against Taysom. Hmm. But Taysom is way bigger and stronger, like not even close. He's... Taysom is freakish when it comes to the combination of his speed and his strength. Quarterbacks just aren't that big and strong. We talked about this a few weeks ago. He had the second highest, no, he had the highest front squat poundage when they did their front squat test um, way back uh, when, a month or so ago. Yep. Tion Coroma was second. So, yep. <laughs> so he came in and squatted more than anybody else on the team. What quarterback does that? That's crazy. That, yeah, that's so, that is that is crazy. You know, you know, uh, Blaine. We, me and Jaron, we talked about um, Taysom learning his lesson, so to speak, with with his injuries and uh, making sure that he protects himself a little bit better. I think that he learned his lesson. I think it really snapped this last season. Uh, what's your thoughts oh, on that? Poor way to phrase that. <laughs> yeah, no, I I agree with you. I agree with you, Brian, because I one injury, okay, that was a fluke. Two injuries, ooh, man, now there's a pattern here. Maybe I need to be a little more careful. I, I think that it hit home, and, and they're both kind of fluke things, right? But quarterbacks running around get hit different than running backs who are going in with a low pad level, aren't getting hit in the legs, they're dishing out punishment. Yep. He just runs a little bit different, and so – He's got to be careful. I think the other thing that hit home with him, he watched the stretch run for BYU's offense last year, and when that ball was being distributed around by Christian Stewart um, and a lot of people were involved in the offense, it was a really good offense. And so I, he's a really smart kid. So he's watching that, and he has to in his head go, wait a minute here, if they can be that good without my run threat in there, why don't we run an offense like that, and I occasionally run to keep defenses honest, and now how are you going to defend us? Mm-hmm. And so I think he understands that too. So you combine what they were doing down the stretch and what Robert and I learned about this receiver group and running back group, and as that line got better, they were a good drop-back passing team. If they can continue that, and now you add this run element that Taysom can bring in bits and pieces, then it becomes an undefendable offense. You just try to slow it down a little bit. And so I think 
the prospects. And when you look at that too deep that you guys have been talking about, keep him healthy, be be more effective in the drop back pass game, use him in spots running the football. And I would hate to be a D coordinator going against this offense in this fall. Blaine Fowler, zero beep so far is on BYU Sports Nation. Taysom, obviously the starter. And then after that, uh, it looks like Tanner, Tanner Mangum's been penciled in as the heir apparent in all ways uh, because of the Elite 11 and whatnot. Yet, I've heard uh, two different coaches come on our set, Papinga and Beck, and say they prefer a high school player versus an, a return missionary physically uh, in, a, in a season. With that said, Bo Hodge is going to come to BYU uh, out of high school, Tanner Mangum off a mission in June. Is there any way Bo Hodge is the backup, you think, out of fall? Well, and then the other question I have is what happens with McCoy Hill? Is he healthy when he comes in in the fall? I'll tell you what I don't want to see. I don't want to see a freshman pressed into action early in the, in the season, whether yeah. they're a return missionary freshman or a freshman out of high school. Hopefully that's not the case. And, 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 and here's the problem with that. I don't care how talented you are. I don't care if you're the number one rated quarterback in the country coming out of high school. It's a completely different game from a mental aspect. Okay, you can make all the throws and you can run around. I know what it looks like as a freshman dropping back there, and things people are running all over the place, and it's not clear to you when you're a freshman. And as that season progresses, things slow down more and more and more, and now by the time you get into your sophomore year, you're going, oh, this isn't that tough. I get this. I know where the ball needs to go. Instead of thinking through what you're doing, everything comes natural. That's when you want to put those guys out on the field. You put them out there and just – you know, you hope they're athletic because mentally they're not going to make the reads you want them to read as fast as you want them to. The risk you have is is that you actually set their their progress back a bit by putting them out there early. And so, man, I just I want Taysom to stay healthy more than anything. I have a lot of confidence in how good the young quarterbacks are, but the last thing you want is for them to play meaningful minutes when a game is on the line because they have to play because somebody's hurt. That's not a good situation. I only want to see Mangum and Hodge and even McCoy Hill, the other Hill, uh, against Wagner. That's the only game I want to see him. Let's finish up with this, Blaine. Uh, the NFL drafts this weekend. Who and how many does BYU get drafted this weekend? I'd like to see two. I'd like to see two. I think Alani has a good chance just because of his length and size combined with his numbers. Um, you know, it's it's hard to say now because because then the rest of these guys it's going to depend on whether or not they can they, the people feel they can play special teams right you know and so I, I like Sky Pobe making a team after his ridiculous pro day as right? a free agent yeah I think as a free agent he makes it but you're you're, you're talking about um, draft picks I think Jordan Leslie is the other guy that has a chance and I think the reason I think he has a chance because I believe there's teams out there that go okay. He can be a productive receiver. His numbers in his pro day were better than expected. Um, and so can he play special teams? And if he can play special teams and somebody believes in that, then he's got a chance to go in the sixth or seventh round as well. And it, it would be good because it's so huge for recruiting to be able to bring kids in and say, you want to get drafted, you come here, we got players getting drafted. And there's been a problem for BYU the last couple of years in the number of draft picks compared to the teams that they recruit head-to-head with. Um, so I, I think, too, I'll tell you who I think is going to make a team. I think Paul Asike is going to make a team. I don't know if he gets drafted, uh, but as a free agent, because I think there's a place for a guy that can be a road grader and, and can also play special teams. So that's another guy that can play special teams. So so what's the, it's a likely that they get two, um, and then I think there's some free agent guys that are going to stick. 
in the league this year, and that helps your recruiting as well. Yeah, that'll help. Uncle B, we appreciate the time. Thanks. All right, guys. Good to talk to you. I miss you. I miss you more. Miss your musk. We'll see you, Blaine. <laughs> okay. See you, guys. Bottom of the ninth. I think there were two outs. And Blaine beeped once at the he end. He did beep once. He beeped so once. So sad. I thought <sighs> we had it, man. We were going to make history. Oh, history. That would have been the first one I can remember in a long time. <laughs> Coming up, the Cougar Whip Around. Track and field killed it. Softball killed it. We'll tell you everything next. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Live with it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. A new mock draft on NFL.com has two BYU players being drafted this weekend. Alani Fu in the fifth round, Jordan Leslie in the seventh round. First round of the NFL draft starts Thursday. Also, according to the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, my home for Green Bay Packer news. Roberts and Daniel will visit the Packers in a pre-draft visit. Nice. Baseball. The Cougars swept conference leading San Francisco at home over the weekend. Two in walk-off fashion. BYU makes the long trek to Orem to play Utah Valley tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Men's volleyball. Iram. Men's volleyball lost to USC in five sets in the MPSF quarterfinal Saturday. But I, I got to hang out with Ice Cube, so mixed emotions there. Nice. Can't wait until next season. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Softball. BYU softball finished a home sweep of San Diego Saturday with McKenna Bull winning her 30th game of the season. Congratulations. Giving her the most single season wins of any, any NCAA pitcher. The team hosts Weber State tomorrow at 730 Eastern Standard Time on BYU TV. Track and field. Two BYU track leads. Yep. Had big performances at the Robinson Invitation over the weekend. Congratulations to everybody there. Future guests, Chris McGowan, Jordan Rogers, Jordan Leslie, going to hang out. Let's get to the Rise and Shout, brought to you by Dexter and Dexter, help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com, McKenna Bull, and Colton Shaver th- for the weeks they had. I'll be shocked if they are not the pitcher and player of the week in the conference. Yeah, they sh- yeah. can we vote? We can vote on that. Right? No, just coaches, I think. Hey, thanks to Colton Shaver and Blaine Fowler and everyone on our crew, the one beat Blaine Fowler. Follow Uncle us B. on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Show's on demand on BYUtv.org slash BYUSN. And BYUsportsNation.com. For Brian, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Jarrett Jarvis. Sounds like something from uh, Iron Man. BYU I'm here Sports all Nation. week. All week, Back I'm here. Back at it tomorrow. Below here still.